Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something, something Bronco. With Lord Lattimore Volkman, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Something Something Broncos. I am Just Place, joined in this very special Hall of Fame edition by two of my closest friends. Unfortunately, uh, Lori Lattimore Volkman uh, is on vacation in Hawaii. Poor thing. And Tim is uh, yet again. In, I heard in the he was wandering the halls of the Hall of Fame looking for a Tebow jersey. For he, you know, I, I bet he wishes he were. He unfortunately he he cannot join us today. And so so I have. A 30 years of friendship uh, between uh, between the two of them. Probably actually more than that. Just, now that I think about it, it's probably like You're 40 years that. of friendship between <laughs> them. And to my left, I would like to introduce Chad McKnight, resident of Wisconsin, co- old college buddy, grew up in Wyoming. What else do you want to say about yourself there, Chad? Thank you for having me back on the show. I thought it was banned after the last appearance. It's we nice banned ourselves, brought- actually. It was so yeah. good that we took a few months off. And to my left, Brandon Bell uh, grew up in Alliance Nebraska, resident of Los Angeles, California. Uh, Brandon and I used to work, actually, uh, ironically enough, in, in radio back in Nebraska. And I, I remember roaming the halls of the radio station and everyone was like, hey, you're a Broncos fan? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, you need to meet Brandon. He's a big Broncos fan. And I was like, well, he's not bigger than me. Kind of squared <laughs> off in the hallway of the radio station. We're like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do remember that. It was like an old Western where we're, we're, we're like, you know, the cowboy and the sheriff walking in the hallway and you're like, some of weed rolls by. And I think you said it like, my name's Jess. I, I hear you're a big Bronco fan. I was like, of course, the biggest one in the building. The biggest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then and then we decided to do this kind of sly one up like, well, I have a John Elway jersey and you're like well I have a you know Steve Atwater jersey it was like trust but verify that we were both good Broncos fans and I remember I pulled out I've got Denver Bronco band-aids from back when the old logo and I only used one and I saved it <laughs> and then you were like you're good yeah I, I felt like I got my validation you, from you well I have my unopened package of Denver Broncos ballpoint pens <laughs> hanging on the wall of my cubicle so yeah so then from yeah from there instead of uh the steely-eyed stare down in the hallway uh quickly uh formed an alliance and we were we were good friends ever since then badly did you know everybody else in the building at that point you too oh yeah because there was a a chiefs fan a raiders fan and i mean it was just bills fan yeah yeah bills fan chad you i think we alluded to it in the episode before you live in green bay wisconsin near green bay so is aaron Rodgers coming to the broncos next year not looking good at this point have you talked to your sources i have they're all pretty happy now i was like well you guys are already let him go about a month ago and they're like well now that he's here everything's okay I want to ask you about that, actually. Is is the uh, Aaron Rodgers shtick, like, driving the golf cart through downtown Green Bay and, like, messing around with people and pulling, you know, doing those little they, cute Aaron Rodgers tricks that he does? They, is that is that is that act getting old? Is it a shtick? Uh, or pe- people are just back in love? You know that, that cute girl who had the crappy boyfriend who every time you act like an idiot, you're like, ah, I have my chance. And then you turn around and she's like, oh, we're back together. Yeah, that's, that's them. He dogged he them is, pretty good and then... Uh, <sighs> 
they were okay. all about getting rid of him. He's a prima donna, this ego, nobody's bigger than the team. And love now you, it's like, Aaron. I don't know what you're talking about. He was never, you never strayed. He's, we love you. he's always with us. Jordan Love who? Guys, I'm glad you're going to join us because uh, over the last couple of days, I had been tweeting nonstop from Mile High Report covering the, the induction ceremonies of not one, not two. But three Denver Broncos into the Hall of Fame. We got uh, John Lynch. We got Peyton Manning. We got Steve Atwater. What are your thoughts? Uh, Brandon, do you have anything to say uh, about about these three Bronco legends? I'm just excited because you and I both know that even though we had those Super Bowl wins, uh, those little glory days that we always had in the back of their head is like, why are we so underrepresented in in the Hall of Fame? And we we think of guys, you know, like Carl Mecklenburg and, you know, Randy Gratisher and, you know, like there was just like so many good guys besides the six, right? We got uh, Terrell, Champ, Pat, uh, and then the slew that came in doubled up this weekend. I just think it's great. Big picture. How awesome is this just as a Broncos fan for the franchise and for the city to see these guys go in? And I know, I know Lynch goes in as a buck too. And I know, I know Peyton goes in as a Colt too, I guess. But but it still counts. And I just think it's cool to see this. Like I said, Jess, you and I talk about growing up being a Bronco fan. There was always something missing. We're like, I wish we could win a Super Bowl. And then we win Super Bowls. And then we, you know, we win a few more. And you were like, I wish we'd be more represented in Hall of Fame. And now we're getting to see that. So I think it's just as as a Bronco fan, it's just so cool to see all this move forward and take these next steps for the franchise. And like I said, for the fan base. And so, Chad, I know that thinking back on our time back in college, huddled in the, uh, the dorm room there in New Mexico, watching Steve. Steve Atwater basically dominates Super Bowl 32. And I mean, he very well could have been the MVP of that game. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, Terrell Davis did play with a migraine headache, but But uh, Terrell Davis knock three people out on the second to last play of the game. (laughs) including himself including himself for me seeing atwater get in and that core that won those first couple super bowls is for our generation cathartic for those of us that survived the giants the redskins the 49ers that had those scars those those like terrible losses and the feel like the world was unfair and had crumbled to get the super bowls was great and now to have the legacy of it to have that enshrined to have that wasn't just good teams but great teams with great players shannon and Sharp, Terrell Davis, John Elway, now Steve Atwater, Bolin's in there. That core, the heart of so it. I mean, that was in the Hall of Fame. Even Gary Zimmerman go in, and then he was Gary part of that Zimmerman. first, uh, that first mm-hmm. To my generation of Bronco like... fans, and even the older ones, hey, good time my wife all those terrible years, and then the bad Super Bowl losses, the joy of those wins, and that time to be fully justified and codified into the Hall of Fame. It's not just oh, that's nice they got in there. It's like wow, that was special, and it's recognized and it, it matters. Let's actually shift gears and talk a little bit about John Lynch. It's like every time Broncos fans talk about John Lynch, there's always that kind of like, you know, chewing yeah. on the side of your cheek, kind of like, well, you know, here's a, here's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. But I, I got to say, during the ceremony, there was a lot of homage paid to the Denver Broncos, especially Pat Bolin. There was there was a lot of love there. And so uh, I don't know. I maybe, maybe Broncos country is being a little too harsh on old John Lynch. I, he is the general manager for Mike Shanahan's son's football team the ties are there i mean mm-hmm. you know i like maybe maybe we shouldn't be so harsh on on john lynch i mean yeah he played with Derek brooks and simeon rice and simeon rice was a terrible bronco for the denver broncos but 
Uh, oh, that's all right. That. Remember that? Yeah, he was. That was that was terrible. Watching games and stuff for me has also been a, a huge family affair. Like we we will watch the game together, or if I'm not in the same town as my parents, we'll watch it and then we'll call each other after every touchdown and just yell touchdown, right? And get excited. But you know, it's funny to see when we we got John Lynch to the team. He had something that was felt like he was he could be our neighbor down the street, and there was this kinship to him uh, that I think my parents felt and I felt too. Just watching him like he should have been a Bronco the whole time and even you know as he got into broadcasting and, and a GM and you know there always seemed like there's just this tie into the Broncos and just like he was from the Midwest almost he could have been like I said down the street in Nebraska or in Colorado or in Wyoming so it just felt to, to us and to my family it just felt like he was a natural Bronco he just happened to have played for another team for a few years before us <laughs> just a few and you remember what it was like when you knew that he was getting paired up with Champ Bailey it was like there was not Broncos country hadn't had that feeling until DeMarcus Ware, Keeb Tlaib, and uh, TJ Ward joined the Broncos. It was like, like the like, precursor to the no-fly zone to like it, actually it understand really what it's like to have rock stars back there instead of, unfortunately, guys that all you would do is see the back of their jersey as they were chasing down 49ers in a Super Bowl, right? Like, right. It, it right. was or like, oh, wow. in the playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, like, and I guess uh, to, to that point, Joe, slightly, though, I would say, like, you know, maybe even before that was, you know, Dennis Smith and Steve Atwater actually showing us, like, wow, what a dynamic two guys in the in the back was good and I, and just going back to you Chad just when we talked about Steve Atwater I remember watching that first Super Bowl win thinking he should have been the Super Bowl MVP like he made made all the, the best plays made a big difference strip in that sack. Game. yeah so I look at Dennis and Steve understanding what it's like to have rock stars in that defensive backfield and then when we get up to Lynch and Champ we're like oh wow like we actually have a shutdown corner and like a legit safety we've got something here and then then we get to the no-fly zone where all four guys are amazing you know so it's like we could just see how this was evolving and when smart people up in in management can put together a good crew of guys no matter if they're drafted or undrafted or if they were just free agents like what it really can do for the rest of the team Peyton Manning played for exactly the same number of years that John Lynch did mm-hmm. and it's totally different everyone no, there is nobody in Broncos country that doesn't claim some bit of Peyton Manning like if it's the 2013 year where he set basically every passing record there is, uh, or going out winning a Super Bowl in his very last game. It's interesting because, you know, other people, other teams, we'll say, we'll call them Peyton Manning haters and Bronco haters. They, they're they quick to point out, they're like, oh, you know, you played for the Colts. He was the Colts. I was talking to my brother-in-law earlier tonight, and he was like, well, does that mean the Seahawks can claim Edron James? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Did Edron James set all the running back records when he played for the Seahawks? He's like, no. I'm like, well, did he win a Super Bowl in his last game with the Seahawks? And he's like, no. And then I'm like, you, you then you don't get a claim, Edron James. I'm sorry. No. Like us claiming get, Jerry Rice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just going to bring up Jerry Rice. Yes. I think all, the only thing we do is we claim that we were the only team to cut Jerry Rice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you got to step your game up if you're going to be a Bronco. You know, Mike Shanahan doesn't roll like that. <sighs> so, yeah, I, I thought it was great. Now everyone was all like, oh, he should be the commissioner. Like, like yeah, he has such a great mm-hmm. attitude about this. And it's, it's like, yeah. Well, the front page of Yahoo right now is the NFL should just turn to Peyton Manning to take charge. Except what does Peyton Manning know about labor disputes and (laughs) stadium deals? And there's a reason why the commissioner has been an attorney for the last, I don't know, 50 years. I mean, he's a great spokesman. Yes. 
I don't think he uh, is a commissioner. I think it's just absolutely silly that everyone immediately jumped to that. But Wait, are you saying that people in the media take bad takes, pile onto it, and reinforce it, and then we end up with stupid talking points? I did not see it coming. I'll be honest. <laughs> like, if you took odds before his speech, like, people would say that he should be the commissioner. Like, I, I that was kind of out of left field, but everyone was parroting it, and it was kind of the, the thing. And so I do have to say, though, like, out of the three speeches, I expected Peyton to be good, and I expected him to be well written and it, and it lived up to the it lived up to it I, I it was so good to hear him talk and tell his again tell his story also just show his gratitude to the different people and 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 name off the expected things in any of these speeches all the different coaches and, and and family members and stuff like that but I I just loved how even though Manning's done some stuff for what ESPN he's done a little segments here and there and we've forgotten what it was like to have Peyton be so involved with football I you know I want to claim him as a Bronco but I think it's bigger than that and I think that's probably why yeah. the, the commissioner stuff comes up is because he means more to just football to the NFL um, it's it's just better when we had him touching football and either and now we just like crave him to be on some sort of broadcast over these last years or do some sort of highlight films and stuff you know, like that you know but, what's funny about Peyton Manning is I really became aware of him when Jess Place got super pissed off that that little Nerf football with the whistles went from John Elway to Peyton Manning as a spokesman and and just went absolutely ballistic. And I don't remember this. I don't know what you're talking you about. Did and I was well, like, oh, the guy from the Colts, and you were pissed. I mean, legitimately irate. And I'm glad there wasn't the internet back then because that was a that was a pretty oh, that, that is the kind of thing I would tweet about, <laughs> super mad about. Like, yeah, I, think- I, I could see that. Like, Maybe that that actually is like symbolic. That really sums up what it's like to be a Bronco slash Peyton Manning fan. Because I think we all went from probably, I, I think we could all really be honest with ourselves and went from that where you really hated Peyton and well, I've gone to I remember going to some so games bad yeah. in the playoffs oh, yeah. us in the playoffs so school us in snowy Sunday night games where we like mm-hmm. you know come back and beat us Miss we just hated his guts and then all of a sudden he was on our team we're like he's amazing I love this That's guy he's the greatest the sheriff. Funny. yeah yeah no it, a jerk to the sheriff and you bring and up, you bring up the snowy him. you bring up the snowy football game you bring it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I do remember there was a Monday night football game. I watched it, it, it was your like house. Two, 2002. Yeah. And uh, we were wearing our orange jerseys for the first time since they switched. And I was mm-hmm. like, amazing. I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. We're going to orange. This is, it's snowing in Denver. And I was like, we're, this is the Colts. Like they suck. We're going to, we're going to beat the snot out of them. It's going to be amazing. And, and Chad, you looked at me and you're like, well, you know, they got this guy, this kid. He's pretty good. I'm like, no, they're the Colts. It's no way. And uh, we ended up losing that game. And and I, I don't I remember, remember it. if it was a missed field goal at the end. It no, may we have missed been. one and then they made one. Yeah. We missed I, one I in was the at, fourth quarter. You were there? Was it I was, was going to say, I was at that game. So yeah, no. I, I, that's why That's why I was like, you know, oh. sitting there with my family up in, up in the nosebleeds and, and we go from like, oh, Peyton to, you know, now we're like, oh, Peyton. <laughs> you know, like that's, that just like sums up our our, our love affair and, uh, with, with Peyton. Uh, and it's just cool. It's just, I, I just think oh. it's like it's so nice to see. No. We did that with Peyton. Could we do that if Tom Brady had been like, I want to become a Bronco? Sure. Yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> of course. What, you could? We uh, are a mercenary team. We will take whomever. If you bring us a Super Bowl, we love you. That's, 
I mean, <laughs> Neil Smith, come on. Yeah, no. John Wayne Gacy's a running back? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, boy, I, I would probably take the opposite to that. I, I, I don't think I would. I, I think Tom spent too much time being a Patriot and winning too much the, to, yeah, to, to, to him come so over. He's so much and... cooler now that he's not a Patriot. I mean, yeah, he's, like, he's actually fun and drunk. Right. Yeah, he's he hammered, <laughs> like, like looking for the Waffle House. Like, how great is that? Like, who, who can't get behind that? Dude. Oh, man. No, you put exactly. a bookend though on on that game that I I didn't know you were at that game. I I right. didn't see you there on TV. It's so ironic that that was like the first time we wore the orange jerseys, and then he joined the year we switched back to the orange jerseys, and Ooh. he ended up winning us a Super Bowl uh, in the white version of those jerseys. Should, should we hate on some people? No, that could be kind it's, of I just don't care. Cause... Well, like Bill Cower, he got in. Yeah, and then they're like Dealer Nation taking over this place. Blah blah blah. <laughs> it's like Bill Cower won a Super Bowl. One. He only won one. I'm not too concerned about it because I, I do think where we grew up in seeing Hall of Fame induction ceremonies where there was a plethora of Steelers and Cowboys and Niners and all that stuff. I don't see them like there's not going to be a lot coming down the line from them you know they got Heinz Ward in you know they they got Troy in I don't see a, a well of a lot of Steelers coming down the road that are going to be going in oh don't worry they'll find Ben. It. you don't think Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger is that's one. I, I just don't see there's going to be a ton after that. I think they're, I'm more excited about the potential Broncos that, that could be coming in next or the ones that are on our team that could be Hall of Famers down the road. You know, I'm not as concerned about it as it was when, you know, we were kids and we we're like, ugh, another Steeler, another Cowboy. Really? We don't have any. Wait a minute, like, did you actually watch the Hall of Fame as a kid? Well, because I was mad. I was like big mad that there wasn't well, I, ever I any Broncos. No concept existed. Oh. Like, I, I did. I did. I like because I, I always loved watching the first game because it's just like it's just like so ring. You, you look forward to the draft, but then it's just like then there is just like uh, camp. I went when I was a kid and, and you know, it's like that's fun to look forward to. And 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 you watch Channel 9 at night uh, waiting for, you know, the update from camp and see what's going on. But I always watched the Hall of Fame game because it was just like that was like, oh, finally, finally football's back. And in, then uh, in Denver, it was like we're for the Broncos. <laughs> And they would get they would get various play. I mean, it was almost like the KOA, like, hey, this is David Treadwell. You're three minutes away from Gigas. I will let Bill Cower go because he did win a Super Bowl. But there there was one one egregious inclusion uh, in the Hall of Fame. And that was that was uh, Jimbo Covert. You can't tell the story of the NFL without Jimbo Covert, right? Apparently I did for my entire life. Who? Of On course. a team, the 1985 Bears, known for their defense. The Bears got an offensive lineman into the Hall of Fame uh, this past weekend. No one talks about Jimbo Culvert's contribution to the 85 Bears, like at all. Like, was he in the Super Bowl shuffle video? I couldn't tell you. He got two, count them, both all pro selections, and he went to two Pro Bowls. Hall of Famer. He played for the Bears on one of the one of the greatest Bears teams ever on the other side of the ball. And he goes in over six-time All-Pro, seven-time All-AFC player, seven-time Pro Bowler Randy Gratishar. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Who do you think should get in next for the Broncos? Randy Gratisher or Dan Reeves, Mike Shanahan, or Demarcus Ware? Who do you think will get in next, or who do you think should? Oh get well, in? Demarcus Ware will go in, but he's he, you know this is another one of those like he's a cowboy and it, he's only there for three years. So it's, it's free like, agency though. How the, as long as the guy was part of your team and made your team great and was great while he was on your team. Here's the thing: 
as long as there's free agency and as long as the Broncos are going to be bringing in this kind of talent to help them win, which I'm totally all for because I like winning. As Broncos fans, we need to be able to handle this kind of criticism of uh, they never they never played with you guys for their whole career. And you you can't claim, you know, because it's it's all it's not about acknowledging the greatness that ha- no. that are the Denver Broncos. It's about trying to pull the bricks of that greatness apart from did, uh, underneath. Did we get together with Jets fans to celebrate Steve Atwater going in? Steve Atwater hates the Jets. He talks openly about how it was a huge mistake that he went to the Jets and he should have just retired. He yeah, hated but, but being the, there. Well, here's the difference though. When, when, when these players are, are hoisting the trophy or when they're setting records and they're going to be in highlight reels and going to be on NFL films of, you know, when they set those records, they're wearing orange and blue, you know? So mm-hmm. like, to me, I think, that's the difference. He didn't hoist the tr- Steve Atwater didn't hoist a trophy when he was with the Jets. He, he didn't set records or have these amazing plays there. So there were no highlight reels for that stuff. It's like right. when he, when they do the best that they do, when they do it, and they're wearing our colors, then we have full full right to claim them. Mm-hmm. I agree. But the next like legit Bronco, I would like it to be Randy Gratishar. It's time they got the Centennial class in there with all the the seniors inductions, and they got you know they they blew out the the clog that was Paul. Tagliabue and you know Steve Sable deserves to go in and the Steelers front office guy Bill Nunn like you know you you watch you, you watch uh, what he did for the game and you're kind of like okay okay I could see that Gil Brandt you know from 2019 that's another you know they're 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 clearing the backlog of like these older people that are in the way of getting Gratishar in and so so I would like to think that it's it's time for for him uh, I, no there's a lot of chatter about Mike Shanahan about when he's going to go in and it's 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 like his time and all that. And it's like, well, well, he, he's only been eligible for three years because he coached the Washington Redskins. He three probably years. would have gone in already. His hair is so white oh, and he is so tan and it just makes his teeth like like he's got caps on his teeth. He looks like, like a pops. southern he looks like a southern preacher. It's yeah, kinda. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little weird with the spray tan and the and the cap teeth. It's it's like now, you can see him in honest, the dark. Honestly, Reeves over Shanahan. Is there a case for that? Well, Marv Levy of the Bills is in and he lost four Super Bowls, but he he did it all with the same team. I, I would like to wager that <laughs> doing it with two teams is even more impressive. Uh, because he also lost to, to the Broncos with the Falcons. So that's that's impressive. That is impressive. It's so yeah, Dan Reeves deserves to get in. I mean, Marv Levy, like, come on. If you got Bill Cower in, you have to do those two guys. Like, so yeah, we got a couple coaches that that, that deserve to go in. And and then there's also Tom Nalen who deserves it. And I'm not giving up on Mech. A lot of people for I some reason are, are my, not out on He's my on number him. one. He's my number one. I would put Mecklenburg in. They just let me have my vote. To me, actually, I would wipe that slate clean and mention uh Wade Phillips. I know I know he coached more recently and he's still got another two, I think two more years he has to wait for eligibility. But I would love to see Wade Phillips get in because he did something. Shanahan's got the back-to-back titles, right? Like the whole team. Like that was pretty special, that whole chemistry of the entire team. Um, and Dan Reeves took two different teams to four different Super Bowls. I never, I never felt like I look back and think that like he changed the game. He had John Elway. He had John Elway. But so like I look at it like, well, I, I like Dan. And as as years go by, I would like, okay, he was a pretty good coach. But what I like looking back on is is Wade Phillips's career because the amount of teams that he looked after, the as far as the defensive side of the ball, and the the difference he made in those teams, and he made star players superstars. I, I just think like what he did 
the longevity of his career, making those players even better than what that they already were. I think Wade deserves it. Like to me, I would love nothing more than to see him get into the Hall of Fame and and Jess getting excited because he could say Puddin. Uh, yes, I was gonna bring that up. <laughs> Because that's your nickname for him, right? Because he always looks like he's got it's a mouthful. It's not my nickname. It, it was my family's nickname for him. They, born in. out of frustration after uh, Dan Reeves uh, moved on the to New York. The 93 season, or was that? Yeah, yeah I, know, I know we had a couple back-to-back uh, yeah, eight, eight seasons. It, look, so guys, far. I just got yeah. my Twitter back, and and I don't I don't have any of my followers <laughs> back, but one of the great things is that Wade Phillips, it no longer has me blocked. So I can I can see his tweets for the Why first time. Why did he block you? I have no idea. Maybe that he found out my family called him pudding because they were frustrated. I just think I think he's not only like was a was a fantastic coach, but I liken him to like he was our John Madden. Like John Madden was a a likable coach, led a team, also went on to have three different things. He was known as a coach, a guy that that also was on TV and also a video game. But like I think Wade, like he kind of gets into that world too. He's like he's like our Madden. Like he was super likable, and you you know he had his Twitter account, and like he has these other forms of his career that he's. But that's kind of a have. recent phenomenon. Like, I mean, in 2015, we started to realize that how cool he was. It, it wasn't. He also coached the Bills. Didn't do so terribly. Well. Yeah. He, he, no, no. I no. I'm not saying he's a great coach. Head coach. I'm just saying when he he's came, a Hall of Fame coach. He's a Hall of Fame coach because of what he did with the defensive side of the ball. Right. You know, like like I said, he made really good defenses better, and then he took those superstars like Von Miller, who you know is going to be a Hall of Famer, but he made them even better. You know, like, like I think that's that's really good sign. Well, they say the coach. litmus test is can you tell the story of the NFL without him? And I don't think you can. I think I, I, think, I you, think you might have something there. So. He's a classic great coordinator, bad head coach. Yeah, I, I like Wade. I, I don't. I, I think it's a, a, a very. I would very start with he needs to be in our Ring of Fame. Ooh, that's a good point. I didn't know that he wasn't in the Ring of Fame. Uh, to me, it was like if you would ask me, I was like, yeah, he's in there, maybe. So well, that's a good point. You need we need to get him in. Well, to go back to what I was saying about. Mike Shanahan. Mike Shanahan's going into the Ring of Fame this year. How's the Hall going to consider him if, if we haven't even figured mm-hmm. out our own like relationship with him? Like it, it's kind of it's kind of embarrassing that there's we have our own backlog. Clinton Ouch. Portis Hall of Fame? No. Somebody we could claim? Yeah. 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 Solid numbers. We got Champ Bailey. You bring you bring up a good point though. Like I I, I at first blush I say Clinton Portis. No, not even close. Uh, but I would have to go back and look at his stats. Like I mean, if his stats stack up, like maybe, maybe I don't. No, I think running backs are confusing when it comes to the Hall of Fame because some of them have like tremendous careers, no Super Bowls, amazing stats. And then some of them have very few years, great stats, a la Terrell Davis, right? Like, and they can get in and like Terrell, I just, I, I still believe Terrell deserves it. And then you got Absolutely. some of them that rack up 15, 16,000 yards and like really don't have anything to show for it. Curtis Martin. Curtis Martin's a great example. Like, yeah, fantasy football stud, always had great consistent yardage, but never played on great teams and didn't have much to show for it. <laughs> the only fun part about the Hall of Fame is really questioning Bill Cass- if he wasn't on TV every Sunday, would he be in the Hall of Fame? Oh, if he didn't play for the Steelers and if he wasn't on TV every Sunday, then no way. Like he won one Super Bowl. Like, come on. Yeah. John I do Gruden think... won one Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, to to an earlier point that we were talking about, I think what hurt our franchise, I'll say ours, because we're it is our team. We, right? we own it emotionally. We own it uh, emotionally, yes. <laughs> is that early on we did not have those media presence and we didn't have, you know, like now that we have like John Lynch as a GM, like he's visible right and then he 
was on TV, like guys like Carl Mecklenburg and, and Randy Gratish are that they retire and then they just disappear. Like they're fa- they're famous in Colorado or in, right. in the Midwest. But after that, <laughs> people don't know them. They don't have this like second tier. And I think guys like Bill Cower, they get like it actually helps them. Right. Like. Oh, absolutely. And fair or unfair about it, like that probably plays a role in it. If if Randy Gratishar was calling games for CBS or Fox, well, we did have uh, one guy, and he is deserving. Tom of the Jackson. Hall of Fame. Tom Jackson, exactly. Tom because yeah. because he's visible. Yeah, he was visible, but for whatever he was good reason, and visible, right? Yeah, he he was part of the Orange Crush, just like Randy Gratishar. They played together. Why didn't it work for Tom Jackson? Because we lost. That's why against the Doomsday defense of with the Dallas Cowboys. So all right. Oh God. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much uh, for joining uh, this special Hall of Fame edition. Wait, of are we not going to go look for Tim in the Hall of Fame as he's wandering around? Tim, it's it's a dream of his to go to the Hall of Fame, and so he would he would love. Well, he really needs to up his stats, and I really don't think he has. The numbers I, at this point. I think Jimbo Culver's looking pretty good. <laughs> Well, can I ask one thing uh, as we close out a Hall of Fame special? I don't know how you traditionally close out these podcasts, but I have not been there. Chad, I, I don't know. I have not been, been there. Just as a fan, as a Broncos fan, as a fan of football, you've been to the Hall of Fame. It, does it live up to the hype? And what, what's your favorite part? It's absolutely amazing. Uh, I loved every minute of it when I was there uh, in 2019 covering Pat Bolin and Champ Bailey going in. The press credential uh, allowed you t- free access to the museum. And uh, and that's what it is. It's a, it's a straight up football museum. And it is awesome. Like I would, I, any, t- any free time I had, I was in there looking at stuff. And like, I mean, just even from like the old wooden down markers, you know, that they're basically a box that they just on a stick that they just rotated around you know to tell you what down it was to the anthracite trophy from the Pottsville Maroons a, a 1926 championship like I mean there's there's all sorts of just like amazing football ephemera like a uh, Brooklyn Dodger uh like you know like the big coats that they wore uh over their pads and stuff you know when the when the the Dodgers were also an NFL uh, franchise so yeah i mean just tons of cool stuff like that and then there's a little like you know like try on a football helmet and you know it's kind of hokey design your own super bowl ring you know mm. things like that and they're, they're kind of like eh, whatever but you know like the history for for me that was really what it was all about it was it was just being there where it all started and and living that for just a few days and then you know the inductions were amazing and all that. that's cool and i think that's what kind of was one of the seeds that i take away from peyton's speech is just talking about the legacy of football and, and, and the future of it and, and when you can speak to the history of it and you can see it there in the museum and then see it connect the dots with somebody like you know once in a generation kind of quarterback that we got to see and it got to root for and Peyton mm-hmm. having it all come together and to take a weekend like that to, to celebrate it and for us to take an hour and talk about it and celebrate it as well I think it's pretty special. The, the Hall of Fame is almost my Super Bowl. I, I love it. Uh, it was it was a great honor to be able to, to uh, cover it for Mile High Report. I, I absolutely loved every minute of it but you know what I loved even more doing this podcast with you guys two of my two of my buddies two of my bronco buddies it was the best part of my day i'll tell you (laughs) there you go high low buff i have i've been looking forward to this all afternoon this has been something something broncos i am just place joined by special guest hosts Brandon Bell and Chad McKnight. Uh, you can get our uh, podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, whatever it's called. Uh, any of them. We're on all Apple Store. Apple, sure. Yeah, we can do that. So, you know, like, subscribe. Um... Smash the subscribe button. <laughs> like and comment and follow. A correction on the reporting of the foul. Both teams were on the... Both... Op-
Both fouls were on the kicking team. This is a family podcast. Is yeah. it? What family sit down to listen to this? Mine. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to invite my family, but now I'm not. I'm now not going to tell them I did a podcast. No, no. So, it, I mean, that was super sweet to see uh, Steve go in. And then my air conditioners just clicked on. Hold on one sec. Sorry, guys. I spilled up. Hey, good timing. My wife just came home. Send her away. Do, wait, do you want to cut to some crazy sponsor who doesn't actually exist? Or do you actually? Uh, what, what about, what about <laughs> Kent's Man Shoes? 48th and... No. Off the Tom Osborne Express. Well, you, can, you can buy shoes for men. I want to hear more of your guys' old radio ads. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Um, what about what about the, the wheel place, the tire shop? Yo, Haas tires here, man. See, what you guys might not know is I have a radio background also. 104.5 KSIT Rock Springs, Green River, Wyoming, giving you the best classic rocket hits anywhere you'll hear in Southwest Wyoming. I used to actually play the Bronco games. I would punch the commercials in if I was awake. I like I that. Remember We're going to step aside for so... stations to identify themselves and then yep. it's just like dead air. Being so <laughs> engrossed in the game, listening to the game, and then then you then you're like, let's pause 10 seconds on the Denver for... Broncos radio network. And we're like, oh, yeah. I'm supposed to do something. <laughs> like there's an eight, there's an eight track over here I have to hit yep. play on. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. well the, just on a side note, the, the harder thing to do for that was was to board off a, a Rockies game. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> not a, like Wayne Hagen and Jeff Kingery may have been may have been may have been good guys, but man, those were some rough games to listen to. And then <laughs> that was a harder thing to stay awake for because all of a sudden you're like, well, pause 10 seconds on the Colorado Rockies network for stations to identify themselves. You've been listening to something, something Broncos, a feature of milehighreport.com with Lori Lattimore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com.